Hey, what's up, my navigators? How are we today? Uh, how'd your teams do this playoff weekend? Mine lost. Y'all know, mine lost. I cried. I was sad. I was mad. <sighs> but, you know, we weren't even supposed to make it to the playoffs, so we, we beat the odds just to get there. So I guess I gotta be happy with that, right? Yeah, right. Definitely going to be interesting to see who we get for a quarterback next year. I'm done. I'm going to miss Big Ben. Man, I'm going to miss him. Anyway, so how was your guys' this weekend? Did you guys all have a good weekend? Um, overall, mine was pretty decent despite the Steelers' loss. Um, it's been beautiful here. I'm pretty sure winter's over. I mean, it's been in the low 70s. It's beautiful and sunny every day. So can't complain about that, right? So, today I want to talk to you about service animals, which I know that um, I've done previous episodes and I've spoken in length about the Americans with Disabilities Act and what it covers and what it doesn't cover and all that kind of stuff. And so, I really recommend you going back and listening to those episodes, especially if you're thinking about getting a guide dog or service dog of some sort. Um, but I will give a little quick summary of some stuff here in this episode and, and just talk to you basically about uh, your service dog and the public. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions. There's a lot of frustrations and... Um, a lot of people that like to manipulate the system and take advantage and you know I just kind of want to touch touch a little bit on on those things today um, the first thing that I want to say is that although people um, have emotional support animals and then you have the PTSD animals, the autism. There's there's service animals for so many different things now. And it's amazing what these dogs can be trained to do. It really is. Um, however, not all of them are covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, first of all, the ADA only recognizes dogs as service animals. There are no service peacocks. There are no emotional support ponies. There's no, it just, it, it doesn't. You, you, you just, there's no PTSD snake, you know, and it, you know, you've seen all these, um, in an episode next week, I'm going to have, uh, my friend David on and he's going to talk about some of the things that he's come across with customers working in the travel industry. Um, so it'll be interesting to get his take on, on some of the things that, that people pass as service animals. Um, but although, uh, places are now starting to recognize PTSD and autism dogs as covered, uh, emotional support animals are not covered under the ADA. So you can claim your pug is an emotional support dog, 
but that doesn't mean that he gets to go into the restaurant with you. Um, and, you know, speaking of that, I went into Cracker Barrel and as we're walking in and even after we got seated, there was some dog somewhere in the restaurant barking his full head off while my dog just goes and lays under the table and is like calm as can be. And that is how you know the difference. There is not a trained service animal, excuse me, a trained service dog that would behave that way in a restaurant. It just wouldn't happen. Now, Garmin has barked. Yes, we were in a, we were in a kind of a fancy pants Japanese restaurant once and he was under the table, but facing out the window, they had floor to ceiling windows and, uh, somebody with a dog walked by and Garmin barked. He let out one bark. I gave him a correction and that was it. That was it. He was done. He knew. It's not, you know, a dog is a dog, no matter what you do. He's, it's still a dog and they're going to have their natural instincts. However, a trained service dog is going to take the correction and stop the behavior. Now, either the handler of the barking dog did not give any corrections or the barking dog is not trained to understand the corrections, therefore kept barking, or maybe even a combination of both. Either way, absolutely 100% not a trained service dog. And that frustrates me. If you want, you know, I really don't care to be quite honest with you. I don't care if you want to bring your emotional support dog into the restaurant. I really don't care. As long as the dog lays down and shuts its pie hole. I mean, really, because when dogs behave like that and people are trying to pass them off as service dogs, it makes things harder for people like me who actually have a trained service dog. And so it can be incredibly frustrating. Um, I've told the story about, uh, the guy in the, in the grocery store, I was walking, he was in line, I guess. I don't know. We were walking past the, the checkout lines and all of a sudden, uh, Garmin just stopped and I'm like, what are you doing? You know, go, go. And all of a sudden I just see this little dog running in between his legs, running in and out of his legs, jumping up. I can't remember if he was barking or not, but it was a little, one of the little yippy football looking dogs. And, and he wasn't letting Garmin pass. Anytime Garmin tried to take a step, he'd get like right under his feet and, and I'm trying to get in between them. And the owner is this older man that didn't speak much English and he's yelling at the dog, Nico, Nico, no, Nico, Nico. Dog's not still just in the way getting, and I think he was barking, but I'm not positive. Um, people are just standing around looking, watching this. Go on. Workers, customers, everybody's just watching this freaking show of this stupid little dog. And Garmin's looking at this dog like, what is your freaking problem, homie? And so finally the guy grabs the dog and, and I'm just fuming at this point. And because I, I'm telling him, get your freaking dog, get your dog. And he's just yelling at him, Miko, no, Miko, no. And so he finally gets the dog and he says, why you do that for? I said, because his owner's a freaking moron. Like you can't, you, number one, 
You're not supposed to have your dog just sitting in your shopping cart, okay? Number two, why was your dog not on a leash, okay? I mean, I don't understand why people seem to think that this is okay. It, my service dog is on a leash. I don't have him stuck in a cart. Like, I, it just, it makes absolutely no sense. And nobody did a darn thing about it. And I wanted to punch that guy in his face so freaking bad, dude. Like, well, I can almost guarantee you that if, if Garmin acted a fool like that. In fact, that same store. Oh, holy crap. I totally forgot about this. That same exact store. The first time we went in there after I got Garmin, came home, you know, whatever. I'd had him a couple of weeks. We walked to the grocery store. And I went, we went in first and I had him sit and we were waiting for Justin who was grabbing a cart. And, uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know if he saw something or what, but Garmin barked and I gave him a correction and he stopped and he sat down and, uh, the lady came over and she says, if your dog's going to behave that way, I'm going to have to ask you to leave what okay so that happened and then like a year later this thing happens with this other dog apparently the policies changed somewhere in that it probably wasn't even a year later it was me it was you know it couldn't have been a year later because a year later was covid so it wasn't that long later that this happened and nobody said anything they just you know oblivious to the whole thing but yet my dog lets out one bark and, oh, yeah, we're going to have to ask you to leave if he's going to behave like that. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, and that's that's honestly how it is. That's how the public behaves. But yet my dog, for example, yesterday we were at uh, Carbon's Little Park, rest in peace, beefcake. Um, yesterday was uh, mine and Carbon's, what would have been our 16th anniversary and so we went and played and um, Garmin was off leash, just playing, running, catching the Frisbee. Uh, some people came with another dog and nothing. He stood there, kind of looked at the dog. I called him over to me. He came over to me and we let the people pass and it was nothing. It was nothing. He didn't try to run after the dog. He didn't try to play with the dog. He didn't run up to the people. Nothing. Even when not in harness. Okay, so that's how you know the difference between a service animal and a phony. Yes, there's going to be times where he misbehaves. I remember once on the bus, um, I was sitting right behind the bus driver and there was a guy sitting across from me and we were all having a conversation about service dogs and the bus driver was talking about how, you know, uh, you can really tell that my dog is a service dog because he just goes and he lays down and he, he was, the driver was talking about these people that bring their dogs on the bus and the dog's just running up and down the aisle and barking and jumping and, and acting a fool. And they're trying to say that it's a service dog. And I was like, no, yeah, my dog won't do that. I said, eh, you know, and this was shortly after the grocery store incident. I said, you know, my dog will, he'll bark at like sketchy people or, you know, if somebody comes to the door or whatever, yeah, he'll bark. And so we're talking about this and we're talking about how good he is and everything. Well, the guy across from me happened to be getting off at the same stop as me. And he was like a, a construction or a contractor of some sort. He had like a tool belt. 
and it was all jingling and jangly and it had all this stuff on it and Garmin did not like it. I mean, he lit that guy up like the 4th of freaking July. He would not start barking no matter how many times I corrected him. And I'm like, I don't know what the... I, I, and, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, and I'm telling him, you stupid dog, I'm just done bragging on how good you are. <laughs> You're just going to make me look like a liar and, and start barking at this dude. Like, I, I was so annoyed. And I, I really don't know what it was. Um, But then, like, a couple years later... It's hard to, it, it's still weird to say a couple years later because I've, I've had him almost three years. Um, but anyways, so we were at a doctor's appointment and the janitor came through and she had a big old ring of keys and he started barking at her. So I'm not real sure what is with, I, it's gotta be something to do with the metal clanking or something. I, I really don't know. I mean... Maybe it just hurts his ears, or maybe the people were sketchy. I, I really don't know. Um, but he typically, you know, he's not going to just bark for no reason. He he just isn't. Um, we're working on some stuff now that he's been back. You know, we're still working on obedience. And uh, one of the things is to stay when somebody comes to the door. Don't go grab your toy and run out front. They're not here to play with you. <laughs> He seems to think everybody that comes over is, you know, here to play with him. And that's just not the case. You know, of course, it usually ends up being the case, though. But anyway, um, so there's just, there's so many instances that I can tell you where there's just such a difference between a service animal and a non-service animal. And I'm going to say dog because, you know, you can't have an emotional support rabbit. Now, I'll even tell you, I'll be quite honest with you, They there is at least one school that I know of, I don't remember the name, however, but they, uh, instead of seeing eye dogs, they have uh, mini ponies. And they're, I mean, it's a pony, so, like, it's bigger than a dog, but um, they're not like huge. So I, I don't know anybody that has one and I'm even not sure if the ADA would recognize them because it is very specific that, uh, it is a service dog. And so, um, I'm not sure that those would even be, um, recognized as legitimate seeing eye animals. Um, you know, I saw a lady in the mall once and she had a Great Dane and she said she was training the Great Dane to be a service dog. And I thought, oh my Lord, what service? Something like that would be good for somebody like in a wheelchair or something that, or somebody with balancing issues because it's a big burly dog that they'd be able to, you know, put their hand on his back or whatever and stable themselves. So that would even be awesome. But could you imagine taking an Uber with a Great Dane? Now, granted, if you have a Great Dane as your service dog, it's probably not because you're blind and you probably drive on your own. However, what if you have to take a cab or an Uber or something like that? Like, where do you put that dog? 
my dog is 80 pounds and he has a hard time fitting on the floor in the back seat of the car. So I don't know what they would do with a Great Dane. And especially now because Ubers aren't Ubers and Lyfts aren't letting people in the front seats. Um, at, at guide dog school, the dogs are trained to uh, sit on the floor or lay on the floor of the front seat. Um, however, I don't do that with Garmin. Um, because of the accident we were in about two, almost two years ago now, uh, we, we got in a pretty nasty accident and had he been on the floor at my feet in the front seat, he would have been killed. Uh, so I will not put him there. Um, I know that's, that's how the schools train them and I, I totally get that. But for me, I, it's just much easier and, and I feel more safe and more secure with him being in the back, you know, and if it's somebody we know and, you know, they don't care, he gets, just gets up on the seat. Um, if it's an Uber, he definitely lays at the, on the floor at my feet. And, you know, a lot of times the driver will scoot the front seat up to give him some more room and, and stuff like that. And that's awesome when you get drivers like that. Um, you know, and, and, <laughs> You know, Ubers and Lyfts and rideshares are a whole nother animal to talk about. Um, you know, any kind of business that you have uh, and you, you sign paperwork, uh, you really need to read the fine print. Let's just say that because um, there have been multiple times that Uber drivers have said, it's my car. I don't have to let the dog in if I don't want to. Well... That contract that you signed says differently. And, you know, it's hard. You get tired of getting in these arguments with people. You really do. And, um, I, you know, my friend David that, that I'm going to have on next week, I, he took me to get some blood work done. And the, the, the lady I got went up to the counter and tried to give her my stuff. And she's like, oh, you got to check in over there and, and then I'll help you. And I turned and I looked at David and I said, Did she just point? Like, oh. and, um, and so we were talking and he says, you know, I could totally see how that would be frustrating for you. Um, especially if you're by yourself and, and he's right because I'm like, really lady, I mean, she was very nice. She came around from the counter and, and did help. Um, even though David probably could have done whatever she did for me, but you know, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. And, and I think part of that too well, her, I think she didn't see the dog because we were already at the counter and he was laying down when she came up. So she probably didn't see him. So I totally give her a pass on that, even though my first reaction was to be annoyed. Um, but it, people, the fact that people just bring their dogs everywhere has kind of desensitized the public, which is a huge part of why I'm doing what I'm doing and why I really want to get some speaking engagements and some training opportunities for some businesses, because I really feel like small things like that, because now here again, if David wasn't with me, you know what I would have had to said? I'm sorry, I'm blind. Can you please come show me? Like, why should I have to do that all the time? 
Why should I have a person in a wheelchair does not have to say, look, I have no legs, so you're going to have to help me with this. You know, and I realize that that's kind of comparing apples to oranges, but it's really not. It's really not. It's it's all about being sensitive to people. I mean, I know that people can't honestly think that a yippity yappity chihuahua running through a, a grocery store is not a real service dog. And that person is, you know what I mean? There needs to be a way. I mean, there is a way, just people don't understand it. Garmin has this harness on. And when he's in a harness, he's working. You know, and people don't always recognize and people a lot of the times don't recognize i've had people ask if his harness was because he had back problems what i've had people ask if he was blind i you know i just i i, I what do you mean he's your seeing eye dog does that mean he's blind and you see for him no or i have people yeah, I have people call him the blind dog. No, he's not a blind dog. He's <laughs> seeing eye dog. <laughs> it's a very different concept. Um, you know, so a lot of it is about educating the public. And you're always going to have people. I had today an elderly lady was just, she kind of crouched down at the, when we were in the waiting room at the lab place. And Garmin was laying at my feet and she crouched down and was like, oh, you're such a pretty dog. Oh, you're so handsome. She didn't try to touch him. She didn't get like cl close in his face. She just bent down to eye level. And I could tell she was just a sweet old lady, you know, and he didn't budge. So right there, I have a choice. Do I say, don't talk to my dog, he's working? Or do I just leave it be? I let it be. And the only reason I did is because I've learned. I've learned over the years. You know, and it's sometimes it's really hard not to be a jerk. I'll be honest with you. Especially when you tell people repeatedly. Because there are times, it, if I'm walking and somebody, you know, if we're working and the lady would have done that, I would have had to tell her, ma'am, I'm sorry, he's working, please don't talk to him. And I hate doing that to people. Because people are not trying to, this is the one time I'm giving people an unconditional benefit of the doubt. I don't believe that people are trying to distract him with knowing full well that he's a service dog and that they're distracting him could cause harm to me. I don't believe that one bit. I believe that these people are just like, oh my gosh, a dog, how cute, how wonderful, how amazing. And they just can't control themselves. And so... For, the, for me to then turn around and be a jerk to him about it, it's, it's, I can't do it, you know? But if we are working, I will. I, I, I try very hard not to be a jerk, I, but I have been short, and I usually just say, please don't talk to him, he's working. And then, of course, I always feel bad because they're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't know. You know, I know you didn't know. And I'm not trying to be rude because they don't. They just want to say hello to the dog. That's really all it is. They give us the most adorable dogs that everybody just wants to pay attention to, you know, and, and I get it. I do it. 
I'm not going to lie. I do it. When I was working, there were other guide dogs there. And I wanted to play with them, you know, and I know better. So it's hard. And, and But people just need to learn to restrain themselves because people shouldn't just be going up to strange dogs anyways because you never know. You never know. For the first year I had him, I had to keep working with him because he was nipping people in the face. Not general people, just me and Justin. As we're playing with him, he still had that little puppy nibble when he, you know, as he's licking your face, he's nibbling. And, you know, you never know if somebody's broken their dog of that or you're going to end up losing your nose. You know, don't go up to a strange dog, people. I, I don't understand that. I don't care how adorable he is. His teeth are still sharp, you know? So that's probably, you know, the biggest frustration. And so you're going to have to choose your battles with that, you know? If he's just laying down and not doing anything, I don't mind it too much. Now, had she come up and tried to pet him or anything like that, then I probably would have had to have said something. But then there's even these people that are like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to pet him, but I just have to love on him. And they'll like start, you know, grabbing at his face or whatever. And I'm, I, every single time that happens, I sit there in shock because it's probably happened a dozen times. And at least eight of those times, it's been a medical professional. My doctor did it like three times. Three different times that I was there. Oh, I know I'm not supposed to pet him. You know, they just, they do. They just pet him. And, and it's hard. And I understand and I hate being a jerk about it. I really do. Um, and for those of you that know me, stop laughing. I do hate being a jerk. Usually. Okay, not always. So... Anyway, that's where I'm at for today, guys. That's all I've got for you. Um, any questions, comments, snide remarks? I love them all. Navigating Life with Lara and Garmin on Facebook, at Garmin Navigates on Twitter, Navigating Life with Lara and Garmin on LinkedIn, or you can even send me an email, GarminNavigates at Outlook.com. I look forward to hearing from you. If you guys have show topics, I'm always, always, always looking for topics. I don't know what I'm going to talk about on Friday. So any ideas, go ahead and give them to me. Until then, be a blessing. Don't take them all. Talk to y'all soon.